0: The non soccer podcast. This week, um, joined as ever by John Hall, club president of Bexley County United. Hi, John. Hello, Nick. How are you doing? Oh, just peachy. Lovely, lovely. And this week, um, we are going up in the world. We like to think, quoting directly from his LinkedIn page, "A love for marketing from the ground up and integrating my love of sports with my love of marketing. Quick-minded and decisive, I can design and implement marketing strategies quickly that are effective, unique, and compelling." It's one of the best LinkedIn bios I've seen, ladies and gentlemen. Evan, Evan Ramist, Vice President and Director of Operations at Maryland Bobcats. How are you doing, Evan?
1: I'm good. Yeah. No. Thanks for that. And, and the, even this, this, despite that, I still got hired. So uh, you know, it's <laughs> it's, it, it's pretty. Much... Yeah. No,
0: I, I only I only quoted that because it's about the most research I've ever done. Um, honesty, <laughs> so I, you know, I was quite I was quite pleased with myself even bothering to do that. But. Um, Evan, thank you very much for joining us. I'm sure a lot of people know, kind of know your story and know the Maryland Bobcats and whatnot, but um, for those, you know, uninitiated few who don't, could you give us a brief two second overview of your footballing, soccering history and how you ended up at the Bobcats?
1: Absolutely. Um, I've gotten pretty good at the last last couple of years. But but yeah, um, you know, for, for me personally, uh, I've been, been playing and watching soccer my t- entire life. Uh, started when I was three, and I'm 26 now. So uh, you know, the last 23 years has been been all about soccer. And um, uh, long story short, I actually joined the Bobcats, which um, I actually joined the club two names ago <laughs> um, uh, as a player. Um, we were a Sunday league team. Um, showed you know showed up 20 minutes before the game, played the game, went went. Um, and you know as as the team got better, the club got better were um, things needed to get done from a practical standpoint, but also from a trying to grow the club standpoint. And um, it just kept volunteering and saying, yes, 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 yes. And uh, it ballooned uh, in, into what I do now, which is everything. <laughs> it, it ballooned into um, kind of field stuff. Um, and I no, no longer play. Um, I wouldn't even get a second of time on the field, field if I did. <laughs> Um, but but it's been fantastic. I've been with the club for four years now. Um, great four years, and, and to see you know, where where we've last four years has been. Uh, to be honest, I I don't believe that it's happened.
0: No, absolutely. I mean, the the growth from as you say, you know, non league sort of Sunday league side to where you're at now is, is remarkable. Um, I know you probably weren't involved in the decision making higher up at that point. You probably are now. But how did all that growth come about? What was the what drugs? Yeah,
1: um, there were a couple things. So, uh, you know, I don't like to say that I'm the reason we've grown so much, but when I joined, things started <laughs> to change. Oh, so, um, you know, the, the club really started as a way for um, friends that went to college together to keep in touch, right? You graduate from college, people go their separate ways, you're going to keep in touch, and then it's been three years and you haven't talked. So, this was um, at the time, they weren't owners quote-unquote, but, um, you know, uh, what our put together to keep in touch and, and you play the game that they loved. And um, over the years, you know, the club's been around for about 10 years now going on a um The first six or seven or so, you know, just kind of stayed the course, steady, uh, you know, uh, just kind of play games, had some good years, had bad years, but it was really just a way for guys to keep, it, keep in touch, um, play play once or twice a week. Um, but, you know, four, three, four years ago, we realized, look, we have a really good group of guys, um, a really good group of players um, that we wanted to see, hey, what could happen if we kind of, you know, actually start trying a little bit more. Um, so, you know, through this player friend who then he had a friend that he played soccer with as a kid, um, we started to compile a, a pretty good, good team. Um, and said, hey, you know what? Like, let's see what we can do. So we actually had a team in the majors. Um, we also had a team in the Washington Premier League um, in D.C. D. And um, the same ring, both teams won their, their league. So they were like, okay, let's see what happens if we pick the best, you know, four guys between those two rosters, throw them together and, and see, see what happens. So uh, it was another super good, good, good year on the field. Um, and kind of my involvement and, and the real, I, I like to say the big point, um, was on a, a six-hour bus ride up to Rochester, New York to play an Open Cup qualifier game in like 20 degree temperatures and snowing. And I'm half asleep, right? I'm, I'm on the bus half asleep and I hear our head coach at the time and our owner talking in the, in the seat like, oh, I really wish, you know, we could do X, Y, Z. Um, and one of the things they brought up was any sort of online presence, right? Like I think maybe had a Twitter or something and, and, but it was not being used, not being used well. Um, and me, I worked for an ad agency before this, um, I worked up and I was like, uh, Hey guys, this is what I do for my day job. Like I can help, help out a little here. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, I like to say it was a perfect form of on the field play, um, people willing to do work off the field, but also um, having a, a really core group of people that believed in the project and wanted it, it to go forward. Um, yeah. You know, playing well in the field always helps, right? That makes it a, a lot easier. Yeah. But win, lose, or draw, the ownership group we have, but also um, the the players that played on the field or the players that have transitioned to kind of off the field like like I have, believed in the project and didn't care what happened on the field. They knew this was going to be something big and they want to be a part of it.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. And what's the community involvement like? Because without, you know, casting aspersions, there's been a lot of talk of player involvement and previous episodes we've spoken about player driven clubs versus fan driven clubs. What's the, at that point, not today, but at that point, how how many people are you getting metaphorically through the game? Yeah. So,
1: you know, three years ago, um, we were probably averaging... We were probably averaging fifty to seventy five a game. Um, towards the end of let's call it twenty eighteen, start of twenty nineteen, we were getting a couple hundred. Um, and you know,
0: and that ties in that ties in with your PR work, right? Yeah,
1: it does. It does. Um and, you yeah. know, it, it, it kind of started to to grow and grow. And again, if you win, it makes everything easier. But you know, even when we <laughs> would not win, we still have people that you know I hadn't seen their, their face face before at a game. And whether it was me going out and to people, or or are you know the guys going to the brewery down the street after the game, and and people say, hey, you know, what are you guys doing? Um, you know, it, it really kind of started to balloon after that to the point now where um, you know I I like to think that we're pretty well ingrained with the co- co- community, both from a, they come and support us, but also you know we we support them and and we volunteer with them. Right. So our, our, our whole Mm -hmm. goal of time um, and something that our, that our ownership really wanted to make clear and still make any player, staff member, member, anyone that, that comes and joins the club is that we don't want to be just a team that shows up on Saturday, plays for two hours and goes home. Um, We want to get back just as much, if not more than the fans, fans give us. So that's why, you know, making sure that we are uh, not just talk, but that that we actually follow through on that is is so mm-hmm. big big for us. Definitely. Sounds
0: sounds like we're looking in the mirror here, John. All right? <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. What what um,
2: what are some of these? I've seen some kind of cool stuff. Nick, actually shared some stuff with me too. What are some of the community efforts that that you've tried? Um, the last few years, as you especially the last three years, it sounds like that's when you really sort of ballooned as a club. Um, what are the community initiatives that you've tried and and
0: things that went well?
1: Yeah, there's and also a just, to,
0: just to jump in there, we also want the ones that haven't worked, Evan, not to embarrass you, <laughs> you know, that's how we all grow. Yeah. yeah,
1: oh, yeah, absolutely. So, there's a couple, right? I, I like to think of them as the soccer side and the non soccer side. So, um, every year for the last two years. Or is it three? See, this is why I need to write stuff down. Either two or three years, um, we've hosted what we call the Bobcats Com- Community Cup. Um, so what this is, is, you know, we started as a uh, Sunday league, Maryland majors, you know, uh, kind of that log fest team. Um, and we know where we came from. We, you know, we want the next Bobcats to come from that league. We want that next thing to come. And so um, what, what what we would Every year. Um, the first year started as four teams. Um, next year was eight. Um, I want to say next year we're planning for at least 16, if, if not more, but uh, basically we put on a tournament, um, right? We invite kind of non-league, lower league clubs in, in the area, say, hey, come on out. We we get the field, we get the refs, um, we get a day, you know, we, we get food and grill out and, you know, Sure, it's about the soccer, but but really it's about kind of getting these non-league teams together because as as you guys know, the more you talk and the more you meet people, like uh, it it brings everyone up. Um, and you know, so we play over the course of a day, two two days. Um, at the end, I think last year the winner got, and I'm gonna get these wrong. I already know it, but the winner got two thousand dollars, and the winner, and second place team got a thousand dollars, something like that. Um, and and you know, it, it's it's more of a way to get people interested in the same thing together versus, you know, one team and one team, right? It's a way to get all people kind of in the same place, sharing ideas, having a drink, having some food, um, and, and, you know, our way of, of kind of giving back to the soccer community that we were born of. Um, you know, that being said, we also do a bunch of stuff kind of not sports, sports related. Um, you know, we, through one of our players, who's actually also a youth team coach for us, um, we got linked up. Um, it's called Interfaith Works. Um, it's a um, center uh, about 20 minutes from where our home team is. Um, you know, their, their goal is to eliminate homelessness in, in in the area. So whether it's food, whether it's clothes, um, uh, interview prep for jobs. Um, so, you know, uh, a bunch of our first team, reserve team, and even players um, went out this winter between Thanksgiving and christmas um and, and and we're there um but then like you said there's this stuff that that, that doesn't work right so we've tried especially when we were small right kind on of a smaller again didn't really have a presence online that i like to think we have now my idea was great let's get everyone to go to a brewery we'll have some beers there will be 100 people there that want to talk to the beers and staff and i show up and it's my parents and that's it um, and <laughs> there's a couple more people that came, but it was like maybe 10 tops, including my, my parents. So, you know, that was maybe a little premature um, of what we were trying to do and plan. And again, I think that just comes with, you know, knowing where you're at as a club and knowing who will show up and, and who won't. So that was that was kind of a slap in the face as, a, okay, we got, got, got some work to do here.
0: For sure, for sure.
1: How... I- Tyler,
0: stooting together, what were you hoping to get through the gate in twenty twenty before all this nonsense stuck? Like you were said, you said you go up to like two hundred or so before Nisa. What was you projecting Nisa attendance wise?
1: Yeah, Nisa attendance wise, you know, this fall. Knock on wood. Hopefully, mm-hmm. we can have fans. Um, you know, I <laughs> I always tell our ownership I don't be too optimistic. Yeah. Um, and tell them we're going to get twenty thousand. We're
0: gonna get seven, and, just seven. Exactly. Be impressed with and you. two
1: of them are my parents. They're gonna mm-hmm. get me. Uh, <laughs> but I also want to say we're gonna get a hundred. Get you know a bunch more. You know, uh, realistically, I, I think a, a good goal for us this fall is two thousand to twenty five hundred a game. All right. Um, you know, a, a a big piece of that is because um, you know, ninety five percent of our first pro roster is gonna be guys from Maryland, right? Mm-hmm. So they've family, friends, cousins, kids they coach, kids they played with, the college they went to, right? Yep. They have all this uh, kind of power with, within them to, to bring fans to the game that it's its not like it's a kid from Ohio and Portland and uh, Texas, um, you know, all coming. It's people that have lived, grown up, played, coached in this area for 15, 20, 30 gotcha. years. Yeah. Um, and so no, yeah, that, that's definitely part of what we're trying to build, right? We want to show the talent that's in this area. Um, and then, you know, uh, we have uh, had a, a nice bl- bl- blueprint. Um, the Washington Spirit, which is the NWSL team, uh-huh. um, played in the stadium that we're playing in for the last six years. So we kind of had a blueprint of, okay, you one through year six, what was their growth like, what was their uh, attendance like. Um, so it was really kind of nice to have that. You know, I'm not saying we're going to match them the entire time, but just to have, you know, what could be possible in the same, same space. Totally, totally. So your players and um, staff, I don't want to say task, but that
0: there is a huge <laughs> buy-in from them in terms of building the, building a crowd and building attendance, right? They are involved, Oh yeah. involved in it.
1: Yeah. Like, you know, we always say in our present and, and, and owner Jay always, like this is not his, this is our club, right? This is, mm-hmm. this is the club for the players, staff, volunteers, like this is our club. Um, and, you know, that's that's kind of where uh, the, the thought, right, the thought of going pro came from was uh, from our players, one, because to, to, we think that they are good enough to be able to play at that level. But, two, you know, the buy-in that we got from their friends, their family, the people they played with that were excited. Sure, they're going to be excited to have a pro team, but, you know, it's the same front office. It's the same ownership. It's the same players, you know, not 5% of our roster has played with us at least for a year, if not we're all all already. Um, yeah. so it was that kind of buy-in that's like, hey, like like let's let's do this, let's get these guys on a bigger platform um, while while keeping you know keeping what we want to do true. And and yeah, there's there's a huge buy-in from from the players uh, of let's pack the stands, right? That's if huge. if they can get their friends contacts, uh, kids they could to come, like it's gonna make it better for them, for the club mm-hmm. for that are fans that come, um, you know, that, that buy-in is, 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 is big.
0: Yeah. It's huge. It's huge.
1: John, any any comments Uh, at this time? Yeah.
2: No, I'm just curious um, in your role, Evan, how much are you engaged with the roster decisions and all that? Or are you, is that left to the technical staff or where do you fall into all of that?
1: Yeah, it's funny. Um, I'm lightly involved. Um, I'm involved because I deal with the contract. All, all that. But in terms of actually picking on the roster, I and we leave that to our tech technos as much as we can. Um, you know, they have an idea how they want to play. They have an idea of the guys we have all, all ready. They have an idea of, of who's, who's going to fit where. And um, look, I, I'm not going to pretend I'm some tactical genius because I'm absolutely not. Um, so i want to leave it to the guys that are actually have to work with the guys on the field day in, day out, to make those choices. That being said, you know, I, I get tens, if not hundreds, of emails every week from players that want a chance, right, that want to come come, come for a shot. And, you know, I filter them the, the most I can and, and try to pass along ones that I think could fill needs to our staff. But it, it really is up to them to, to pick guys that, you know, they think are the way they play. And it's not always the best player. Maybe it's the, the, the right player, right? Um, and now heading into NISA, um, it kind of adds the layer of, well, you know, we got to think of how much we can pay players, right? And, and, and how much that's going to, because if there's a player we really, really want, but he's asking for something that we just can't do, um, you know, we, we got to move, move on. So um, it's it's gotten trickier, um, but really, I, you know, I l- l- leave it up, up, up to our staff.
2: I think that's uh, appropriate. That's, I mean, we obviously as an amateur club, We don't deal with salaries, but we certainly, you know, draw the line in the same way because I think more than anything, there's a certain level of um, bandwidth of what you can handle. And I think if you're a soccer guy, be a soccer guy. And if you're a front office guy, be a front office guy and draw the line there and you can overlap and have opinions and share opinions, but somebody has to be ultimately responsible. So I, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think it probably helps that you're, um, you're drawing a lot of internal, especially heading into this first pro season, you're drawing a lot of guys that you already know exactly. and local that you're not, you're not necessarily uh, reviewing, you know, a thousand <laughs> potential players and trying to figure Absolutely. out who needs what and housing and all these different things if everybody's local. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, my, my big question to you is where does the, all the money come from?
1: <laughs> that's the no that's the question right and and I always say that look um I myself um uh, but also the people involved in this club lucked into this situation um I also don't want to act like we have tons and tons of money to run this club because it definitely is a, a small Budget and it's kind of you know what what we can fit. But that being said, um, our ownership, um, which is which is three three guys that um, all met in college, all became friends, obviously all in touch. Um, that own the club. Their willingness to 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 finance and to su- support the club, um, especially right when there was zero chance of making money. Um, it, has been, in my opinion unparalleled to any team that we've been against that's not pro. Um, you know, we played against Chattanooga, but they were pro when when we played them, so I'm not going to count them. But, um, you know, the the level of commitment, um, the level of of excitement, the the level of of, of money that these guys um, were were willing to invest because they saw the bigger picture, right? They see it not just as a club, um, but really a community. Asset right um, that we are do good through soccer. Um, the fact that they're willing have been willing to to support, um, you know, the club the last ten years, um, and sure, the first six seven there was a much much smaller budget than 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 there was now. It, it really again I think from the top down from the bottom up everyone in the club is a club for the right right reasons. Um, it's grow. The game—it's to grow the community, and it's to, make, you know, to make our community a better place y- y- by using soccer. Um And so, yeah, that, I mean, that's 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 the big question, right? Is, is where it's coming from? And you really did just luck into an ownership group that that were willing to take 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 us on.
2: Well, that's that. You know, that's um, there's obviously a group of people in the world that are willing to do that, and it's interesting that as you said it's lucky because there's a lot of communities i think that would love to have a group of people willing to just cut checks because they believe in the mission and i I think that's something we all in our own ways kind of hope we have or wish we had or whatever and and we have to go about it differently what's the rest of your your staff look like then you got three owners yourself obviously technical staff what's give me your give me the overview of your structure
1: yeah yeah, so we, like I said earlier, we've got a really, really tight ship here. <laughs> um, so yeah, we got three, three owners: um, Jay, Sam, and Conker. Um, Jay is much the um, kind of soccer owner. He he's the one that loves the game the most. Not not that the other don't, but you know he he loves loves the game. And I'm sure you guys have seen him on Twitter too. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, so we got our tech technical director um and and uh, i guess i can announce it here guys get breaking news um uh head coach for our first pro season um paul paul again ne- um he's kind of a, a you know a huge figure in kind of the dc maryland virginia soccer scene he's helped develop i, I think like two current women national team players like two or three guys in the men's pool and then Countless, countless others. He's he's huge. And again, he's in right reasons, right? He uh, he's gonna be mad that I even said his name because he wants to be in the background, he wants to to help players get better, um and, and he wants to, you know, make 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 the team better. Um also have um Ben and Phil who are our assistant coaches who um Phil's also Phil's been our head coach um up until this, this year, and then um he's also gonna be the head coach of our re- reserve team um this coming spring. I have Mauricio, who's our goalkeeper coach, who, again, is kind of someone that did, like, we got, he was referred to us, like, a year ago, and he just wanted to be part of the project. Um, And he's been great. He's been fantastic. Um, We have Leslie, who's our kind of performance, strength and conditioning fitness coach, um, who kind of like me, used to play for the team. I played with him, I think, for a year. Uh, he went over to England. He got his master's in kinesiology or sport performance, something like that, um, came back and, you know, he actually had an offer from West Ham, um, like big West Ham, um, to, to work as a sports whatever going there. And um, he decided to come back and, and work with us again because he believed in the project and, and what we were trying to do and what we, we were building. Um we have Cissé. Cissé, um again was a player. Um, there's, there's a theme here, but um he's kind of our duo guy. He gets us fields, he books hotels, he books us flights, he makes sure the players have a schedule that's that's and they they know when practices, when game they need to get to the bus. Um there's Nishey. Nishay is is awesome. She kind of is our kit manager slash listens to the guys when they want to com- complain about stuff um you know there's Liz and Lori um, liz and lori have been fantastic they're kind of behind this helping us run our youth um you know uh, with our with our youth academy and and kind of how it's growing I one hundred percent could not tell myself I also don't have the ex- experience that that they do um and you know that's I'm gonna fit someone, and they're gonna hear I'm gonna get mad but um, you know, that's, that's kind of like like the main group and it's small. Um, and, you know, the thing that I think helps us get where we've gotten is um, it all kind of come from with, with, within, right? It's people that have played for us. Now they're doing other things. It's people that were still playing and said, hey, I want to do this to help the club. Um, and that's, you know, I think part of the reason that we've been able to be so, so successful is because... Um, again which i've said that three times now but the, the people involved really will see this this do, do do well
0: no it's it's very it's very evident and it's it's a great blueprint i think for a lot of clubs ourselves included and i don't i don't want to betray any confidence here but how many of that yeah. that roster that you, you know it behind the scenes roster you detailed are salaried to some degree whether it's part time or full time
1: um salary to some degree well starting let's see it's 2021.
0: yeah well all things being equal let's take COVID out of it How? What was, what's the plan sure yeah, yeah
1: sure sure sure, sure. yeah well, let, let, let's call it heading into yeah. NISA let, let's yeah. call that um myself included four uh okay. four yeah four um so you know there's four to six people behind the scenes that are 100 not getting paid um yeah. that and are kind of in it because they love, love love the project our goal is that we can pay everyone right our, no, our goal is make so much money that we don't know <laughs> what to do with it and, and can pay everyone mm-hmm. um but but you know uh, it's it's it is it's awesome that we have that group behind us that is willing to, to and put in the effort it's astounding um, it really
0: is and again yeah. coming from where you've come from it's just I don't want exactly. to say jaw dropping yeah. but yeah it's just it's got to be humbling on a day-to-day basis of like you know Jesus we built this and these it guys believe
1: really it really is it is and uh, it, it's funny because up until uh, I don't even know up in two months ago like it's been so crazy um that you know we kind of call with our ownership and, and Jay and I just talking about this earlier to today actually that like Look at where we were four years ago. Look at where we are now. Like, you know, we're we're the only pro soccer team in our state. Uh, and it started as, you know, a group of guys that just wanted to go play and have, have some fun. Like the the impact having on on right. And now we're getting to put our players on a a platform. You know, we hope that a bigger club see them and says, We want that guy. That's what we want. We know we're not the highest level in the world. Yes. We we know that. And Nothing would make us happier than than these guys going and, and making a ton more money some some somewhere else and taking a step back, which I'm sure you you guys know is is hard to do sometimes, right? You're in the weeds kind of every day. Us taking a step back mm-hmm. and being like, you know, uh, we built this. This has gotten to a point now where where you know, we're able to pay people, right? We're, we're able to to have this kind of impact. And my myself too, right? Like. I joined the club because I wanted to keep playing after college. And that's I wanted to play once a week. And I was going to be – and I didn't know any of these guys before I started my first game. Um, and now, you know, I always joke that if Jay doesn't call me by 8 o'clock at night, my girlfriend starts thinking that there is something wrong with Jay. I got to check on him because we haven't talked yet today. <laughs> um, and it really is. Like, this has become a family. And, and it's, it's – the, 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 the growth and, and what we've been able to accomplish – on and off field right even on on the field stuff out of it. um just the off the field stuff is 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 amazing to to me because um, you know of, of where we came from
0: mm, it's remarkable it really is it's, it's like it's a, a netflix hallmark isn't it really <laughs> you, you're going to go to some christmas market and fall <laughs> um <laughs> John, got anything to add before we wind this down for the first half? Yeah, I, I was curious just from a, a
2: game day perspective, if we've got time, what, um, Evan, what do you, what's the game day look like? Do you guys have your own facility? Do you have, are you, do you use a local college? What's your, what's your game day like if I uh, flew out to Maryland? What, what would I expect?
1: Well, we're going to go a beer or two before the game, but <laughs> No, we, so our, our games, um, they're held the Maryland Soccerplex. Um, it's a, it's a facility that has, I think like 24 fields, 20 turf fields, four grass fields. Um, but in the middle is a stadium, fantastic Bermuda grass. Um, I think it seats 5,000, um, you know, locker rooms, press box, um, concourse, stuff like that. Um. Again, it's where the Washington Spirit played prior to us playing, and you know I I, I played in that stadium as a youth youth player in like a final or something like that. Um, but it's it's a really really nice nice stadium. Not not huge, but the playing surface is fantastic. It's intimate. Um, fans are kind of right up on you, and there's even this really steep hill right behind one of the goals that fans can sit on, and and when it gets packed. Um, it, it's it's pretty cool to see and. Um, the folks over there are are fantastic. Um, they just want to make sure that that us being the team, right, that we have that that we need and that the fans have time. Um, you know, they're willing to work with us with kind of whatever we need. And then training, um, you know, we we kind of just get fields in the county that we we can get. We're just you know, it's like we have a a, a place to call our own. It's kind of like a, a county let us get fields. Um and and you know it's, it's it's the goal and the dream to have our own stadium and facility and offices and all that, but that's it's really far down the line. But, um, no, the stadium. I'm I'm really excited to see packed come come this this fall.
0: What did what were the ladies bringing in? Sorry, attendance-wise. What were the ladies bringing in attendance-wise when they used that facility? Um,
1: uh, I th- want to say the last season they were there it was like roughly 4,500 to 5,000 fans a game. Um, they, got oh, okay. a re- yeah, they got a really good, good crowd. Um, I want to say year one mm-hmm. was somewhere between like 25 and 2,900 a game. Um, and they just kind of mm-hmm. grew and grew and grew. And um, I actually interned for them um, like, I don't know, eight years ago, seven years ago now. And um, so I kind of had like a little insight into, you know, what they were doing when they first started and also how they ran, ran their games too.
0: Whose dog was that? That was mine. <laughs> well, I know. I, do, I know that because not got a dog and he wasn't mine. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> fair <enough>. um, <laughs> all right, guys, welcome back to the second half. Uh, John Evan still with us. Evan, I want to talk slightly more about the community side of things. I think my first question would be, and it was probably a decision that was made before your time, but um, why have you got? Why have you? Why did the club choose the moniker of Maryland Bobcats rather than, you know, town Bobcats or city Bobcats? Why Why yep. go state wide?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, um, I was actually that's kind of like just when I was starting to have more of a front office and, and it's actually, you know, our owners made this choice when we were re, rebranding. Um, so, you know, that's the question we, we threw around names, right? We threw around um, Montgomery County, Bobcats, Mo, Mo, MoCo, which is kind of what Montgomery County is called, um, a couple others, but, uh, you know, we ultimately settled on Maryland because, um, you know, tag or, on or whatever you want to call it is for, for all. Right. Um, and again, we don't want to just have it be something that we tweet and, and that's it, but it really was look at, at least at the time of, 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 of when we were doing this and, and now even, right. There was only, and is only one men's professional outdoor team um, in this, in, in Maryland. Um, we wanted to be a club that, um, you know, no matter what high school you went to or played at, no matter what youth club you went to or, or played at, no matter what college in the area you went to or played at or, or were, were a fan of, we wanted to be a club where all those people could come 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 together, um, cheer on one one team, um, and, and kind of uh, you you unite from that. And, you know, soccer is, is huge in this area. Um, this is a, a kind of hotbed for soccer, the kind of D.C., Maryland, Virginia, Junior. And with that comes tons and tons and tons of, of youth clubs and, and high-level colleges and high-level high, high schools um, that kind of – it kind of turns into like a, oh, you play for that club? Well, uh, you know, we, we don't like that. And so we really want it to be kind of like the the uh, unifying right, force of, of all these people that love soccer um, that can get, get behind the team. Um, sure, and again, look, like we have our youth program. We don't care if you play for another program. Like, come out, like, have fun, cheer on the team. Um, that's that's what, what it's all about. Hi, dog. All right, yeah. And again, that's the echoes of the
0: conversations that we're having internally as well. All right. So, um, and have you had any sort of pushback from youth organizations as to you know your wider goal? And we all know the, the pitfalls of American youth soccer, right? Um, absolutely are you are you clashing heads
1: with people naming no names um not really yet to be honest um again like uh, maybe once our youth club gets a little bit bigger um you know i think right now we only have five full teams and um you know we we have a good amount of kids that uh, we do other things with but you know we're very small still in the world of of youth soccer um but again like uh, youth soccer we're not here to make tons of money from youth soccer we really are here to develop kids and selfishly, we want to develop players for the first team, right? That's what we want to do. That's what we want to not have to go outside to get players for our pro yeah. team. We want them just to be here, right? So, um, you know, I've had some conversations with with coaches at clubs, with uh, directors at other clubs, and to say, look, uh, we're really not here to go to over everything. We want to work with you. We want you guys to come out to games, you know, to have a, have a pro team to get behind. Um, there isn't one, now there is, and, and you know, how can we work, work together without biting bite each other's heads off?
2: I've always wondered that, or I guess we've always leaned towards not having an academy uh, for a couple of selfish reasons, but because of the various youth organizations in our small community, it seemed like, we first of all, we don't need another one. Second of all, <laughs> If you, if you align too closely with one, you outcast the other half. And I, I just, I think that's always fascinating. And like you said, if you're, if you're geography is big enough that you're not, you're not yet really poaching players, not that you would poach young players. I know that's, that's the wrong way to say it, but sure. co- other, other clubs and other organizations are always going to feel that that competition to keep players and absolutely I, I, and I'm just I don't know that I have a question I just think that's a fascinating challenge that you and me and anybody else that discusses or has an academy program you know it, how do you differentiate yourself where you're you're still able to support everybody else and and because you want their player you want them also to develop players for your first team
1: yep Exactly. Um, You're just
2: you're providing them a different platform, a different path to get to your first team.
1: Sure. Yeah. You know, it's it's a tricky thing. And, and, you know, this is something uh, you bring up a good point. This is something that, you know, I've I've talked to people um, kind of that are in the world like us, but also people that kind of are like, hey, what's going on in youth soccer? Um, It's funny, right? Because, yeah, like ultimately we want to have the best players because that would mean that we can have the best players go to our first team. Um, the other thing is people are like, oh, why?" you know, we have, we as a club, um, I've heard have gotten, oh, you know, they're as in is for the money. That's, why. I was like, look, my dream is to have this be free. I want to charge no kids for anything. Ever. How, how does that work? The way things are set up right now, how does that work? Right? Field costs money. Refs costs money. Jerseys cost money. Especially in our area, fields are by far in a way the most expensive of thing that 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 we get and um again maybe three five seven ten years who knows if we're bringing in enough money from the first team that we can do that but people that have this idealistic view I feel like of oh all academies should be free yes, I agree but <laughs> how, how do we make that happen I mean I'll, I'll tell you how it's, it's selling players and us getting to keep all that money but until kind of the U.S. System as a whole kind of buys into that, and there's a market or players that we're developing. Unless you have a super, super, super rich owner or someone willing to pay for it all, it's it cannot happen. And that's you know, I've gotten in fights and arguments with people all over the place because is that a great idea? Sure, should we have it? Or there's a lot of those that have to get done, and uh, before we get to the point, and again, you know, hopefully hopefully we sell one player and that can pay for three years of our youth academy. That would be my dream. Um, But until that happens, money has to come from somewhere. And again, we're not to make money from this. This is not why we're in youth soccer. Um, We're in youth soccer to develop players for our first team. We also know that, um, you know, 99% of the kids that ever play for us will never play professional soccer and great. That's fine. We hope that they're, of the cats for life, we hope they're fans of soccer for life. Um, you know, our, our one youth coach who's also a first team player, um, Alex, he not only coaches his kids um, and his team on the field, obviously, he has a, every week they come the Zoom uh, and they go over uh, and this is had connotation, but it's not self self help books. Um, what can I do to be a better person? What to do in my personal life to um, bring up the people around so it's trying to set up these kids sure if they can play pro for us great if they can't set them up for the the success they can have after soccer after they leave us that they can make their community a better place
0: almost evangelical isn't
2: he um <laughs> well no, i think it, i think it makes a lot of sense i mean you're you're you guys are passionate about what you're doing and, and i i think it, i commend you for all the things that you've done and especially like those last three, four years where it's really taken off. I, I think it's it's great. I don't know your community that well, um, but obviously you do. And, and I think it's, yeah, I agree with you. I think playing for free would be wonderful. And as soon as the fields are free, we
0: exactly. can do that. So
2: <laughs> we'll figure out that together and we'll solve youth soccer and we'll solve adult <laughs> soccer in the country. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, so with your community outreach hat on and your marketing hat on whatever, um, what is what is your route to market in terms of getting the word out there that you exist certainly now as a as a professional team right it's a, it's got to be a different approach in terms of the product you're putting out on people's screens let alone on the on the pitch but um how how much thought did you put into tone of voice and to consistency and all that marketing <laughs> spiel that you and I as professionals know about <laughs> dot,
1: dot, dot, dot. no that's that's huge for 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 me and that's uh you know uh, probably my <laughs> Oh, man, I was just having this conversation with, with someone the other day. <laughs> uh, this is my biggest gripe. I'll, I'll say gripe. Gripe uh, with some people in lower division soccer in the U.S. Um, mm-hmm. And, again, we're, this we're pro now. A feeling so, about this. Yeah, so we're, we're pro now, so uh, grain of salt. But, you know, prior to this month, prior to last month, we, we weren't pro, right? Like uh, – know the the same way that i because i'm i'm behind all our twitter instagram that's all me so if you see anything it's me which is why my tweet always getting retweeted by the team account um (laughs) i know that (laughs) feeling
0: yeah it's (laughs) it's, it's absolute power corrupts absolutely right
1: (laughs) uh what one thing that i try to make and again it's not just me i get input i want to you know want that clear but you know uh, to be to have a voice, right, kind of like you said, it, and that's hard to find sometimes and it takes time, but at the same time, not everything needs to be shared. Not everything needs to be commented or speculated or, or discussed or, you know, I think part of the reason um, that we have been able to grow the way we have and, and the reason that we've been able to kind of make some of the, the moves that we have is we don't talk about it, right? We just do it don't talk about it. don't tease people we don't you know we, like we go behind the scenes we put in the work and then once it's all been done and we feel comfortable that's when we share it right and sure time and a place for stuff i mean hell i just did the thing for our i'd pull about when she we, we dropped her last weekend but you know uh, as a general rule i feel like there's a lot of nonsense for lack of a better word that does nothing to help clubs right and i think a lot of it has become uh how many followers can i have how many retweets can i get and that's good for some things but having a good twitter or having a good facebook or a good picture, right does not equal a good club right there is a million more things that go into being a good club than how many twitter folks you have and i think a lot of clubs kind of buy into that or don't buy into that right and they think oh, i've got x amount of followers i'm, I'm this top two club and not that clubs that have followers aren't, aren't good but yeah. but you know it, there's definitely you. a kind of sense in, in this soccer twitter if, if 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 you want to call it that that really bugged me
0: yeah no i absolutely. In case you couldn't tell <laughs> no I, I i could not agree more right it's under the day it, I, I'd rather have no followers, no online presence, and um, 10,000 people in the stands than the other way around. 100%. Um,
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So then how do you, as a marketing department, um, get yourself out into the community? Is it John's horny or catchphrase of just boots on the floor? Or is, you know, an, an actual physical presence, even in these COVID days? Or are you doing other non-Twittery, non-social stuff?
1: Oh yeah, I'm, I'm doing, I would argue, more non-Twittery stuff. Sure, like, you know, we uh, we very active, but, um, you know, a lot of it for me, especially with people in the community, whether it be uh, maybe a local business that I want to partner with or even use, not even partner, right, have them with, whether it's a porter that I want them to do a story on us, whether it's uh, whatever it is, right, I make it up that I want to to get to know them. Them to know me as a person before you know the club, and just talk to them. You know, not just a hey, we want this, this, this. Can you do it? But hey, this is me this is what we're trying to do as a club. How can we help you? Like, what can we offer you that that we would make it easier? Right? It, it's COVID. Even if it wasn't COVID, right? These businesses that are supporting us and 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 helping us, you know, uh, they don't have necessarily much to go around now move it and and it's even worse right and so I, i personally make it a point whether it's the parks department or a coffee shop or you know whoever that that they get to know me what we're doing you know why we're doing but then also let them talk right let them say why they're doing it why did they start this coffee shop why did they write this book why did they do xyz Mm-hmm. Um, and see how we can have them right it, it shouldn't be a one-way street it should be a two-way street where where you're giving more <laughs> than 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 you're getting
0: yeah and it's not and you know off the back of that it doesn't have to be financial aid either does it right there's a hundred, absolutely not if you're if you're a community player there's a 101 a 1, thousand one ways of being of a mutually beneficial partnership that isn't doesn't involve writing a
1: check um, Absolutely. Um, and we're, uh, uh, <laughs> this is going to sound silly because I just bashed Twitter, but <laughs> we're about to announce a partnership that um, involves kind of zero dollars. But, but, you know, it's going to add, add a ton to our club. And, and I think add a, add a ton, ton of them too. And they're, you know, uh, I had one call with them. And before I could even finish, like where do we sign? Can we get involved? Uh, and again, having partners that are excited too about the project is huge right you can't force people to be excited so when, when they are uh mm-hmm. it's even better yeah for sure
0: any thoughts joe
2: yeah i i love uh I, so i'm just thinking he's as you know this is your your job and i'm just <laughs> thinking of how much fun i would have if soccer was my job because <laughs> i i do so much with uh, not so much the marketing stuff but with the sponsors and the community stuff and with just engaging people and networking and boots on the ground that um i everything you said makes a lot of sense to me cuz it is about it is about uh, shaking hands and making an, an introduction and then Absolutely. you know if there if there's an agreement or a partnership next year it's yep. because of the conversation we had last year and exactly. i think that those are the things that Everybody needs to take a step back, as you said, and, and think about well, what are we really trying to do. It isn't about cash and checks. It's about I'd, I'd rather go to a meeting and have those that person bring their family to a match than than to walk out of there with a sponsorship. Because exactly. I think I think I believe in what we do, and I believe that that shows backs up a little bit of, of our mission and and bringing bringing the community together and uh those are those are all things Nick and I've talked about a lot lately in the last year about different ways to engage people and get them involved with the club and and as you said nobody has money so now it's (laughs) now it's how can we get your time how can we get you out exactly you've been locked up for a year what (laughs) if we give you every Saturday every other Saturday night all summer you get to come out and support us and that's um that's the ways we're we're going to do things a little bit differently as we get closer to our season as well. And kind of work through that. I have a question about um, the decision to go to NISA. Obviously we're in the Midwest premier league. We're um, an affiliated amateur league. Um, Very, very aware of NISA, very aware of, of all of it. I know NISA nation stuff. I'm, I'm in the loop. When, when your ownership group said, Hey, it's time to go pro and we're going to go NISA um i guess what was the trigger other than maybe that they could afford it what was the trigger to say (laughs) now is the right time we have the infrastructure we have the the talent it sounds like the player pool is the easy part for you um so what was the what was the trigger point to like hey it's time for us to go pro
1: (laughs) yeah so well let's get the you know talk about the element first um the price point is is definitely different than other potential leads (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, But no, like, again, I, just like I think we lucked into the ownership group that's willing to support. We also kind of lucked in uh, to a player pool, not lucked in because we have done some work to, you know, invite guys and, and you know, all of our players, whether they play a hundred of the games or plays that they feel a part of the club. Uh, but, you know, there just is a ton of talent in this area and, and, and you know, having that player pool, again, helps. Um, but you know, there was a couple big factors um, uh, that led us to NISA. Uh, it's funny. It was about a year ago, almost exactly a year ago, uh, maybe a year in like a month ago. Um, pandemic just. Happened. Um, we're all locked down. It's still new. You still are having fun. <laughs> we locked down. Um, but what that did is it gave us as a club the chance to take a step back, right? during normal times. You are always worried about the next practice, the next game, the next whatever. And, you know, at least we didn't really ever take stock in, like, what have bigger picture. So this actually gave us time because people were home. We knew they weren't going anywhere that we could hop on calls and look at the club hole. Um, I always said if it wasn't for the pandemic, I don't think we would be pro, pro this year. But it gave us the chance to take a look at the club, both financially on the field, support staff in the community um, and say, hey, we can do this. Like, we can actually do this now. Um, and then it was a where do we go? And, you know, uh, I think for us, Lisa hit, it hit kind of every box. I mean, you guys know what they've been doing and what they're all about, but, uh, you know, uh, the open system. The uh, no expansion fees, the, the the you know the fact that there's member clubs um, versus franchises, um, the fact that they support solidarity payments. Which, getting back to earlier, if we can sell a couple players, then our academy will be free. Um, you know, and then kind of talking to to their front office and 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 hearing their vision of okay, this is what we think we are going to be like in one, three, five years. Um, you know, adding to that, that, they really want to let the clubs be clubs. Um, and we, we loved it. Right. You know, it, it is really a, Hey, you're a club. You can pick how to run your own club, right? What works for uh, Chattanooga may work for us. What works for us may not work for Cal Cal you United. Um, so there's really the autonomy to run your club within the rules, right? Uh, how you want to run it. And um you know, I always say that the the, the people at NISA, from um, Josh and John to Simon, who works with them, um, uh, to Landon, who, who we work with to get started, everyone has been fantastic. Like, it, it sounds stupid, but, like, having a league – and, again, it's pros, take the grain of salt – but having a league that will listen and try to help and really does, I believe, want what's best for the club um, – was rough, refreshing and, and great to see. I and mean, sure, they're going to have to make decisions that the clubs aren't going to like. That's part of the business, right? But, you know, as a whole, uh, you know, NISA has been so helpful from, from getting in our pay of soccer to get uh, sale plans to, right? It's not kind of a closed box. It's a how can we help you in your market? Um, you know, the philosophies aligned to um so again the kind of pro rel open system um you know that is very to us and 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 what we want to see see this country um and then you know more recently the amateur affiliations um our re- reserve team is going to be playing in the e- epl um and so you know again having that kind of your pipeline um that start of pro pro rel if you want to call it that was was big for us but um you know i could probably go on forever about kind of the the reasons why but but really what it boils down to is how they think soccer should be done in this country is how we think soccer should should be done in that this country and um it kind of boils everything else else down
2: yeah i i, I know what you're saying I, I obviously when you compare to uh, some of the other big pro leagues nisa seems like a very very good option i you know, I, I think about this when I also have had the chance to step back. And I think like people say, well, what's your long-term plans for the club? And I go, I don't sure. I don't know, be, be here next year and be here <laughs> the year after that. And
1: we did a great goal, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: that's, that's where I, I struggle with that answer to other people that, well, would you like to go pro? I don't know. I don't know that the finances will ever be there. Certainly not in our current model. They'll never be there for us to make the jump. And I know from where we operate at and a revenue, a revenue standpoint, to where you have to be at to compete at the NISA level, according to my underground research, it's a substantial jump. Just, just everything about it, it's sure. a substantial jump. And I, that's not to question anybody's decision. I just know what it is, and and I just think. I look at our situation in Decalvin. I think, man, oh man, I, we would need a, we would need those angel investors that just have the dough, you know, to, uh, to, to support it. And it's a, sure. it's intimidating to be quite honest. And that's I
0: think why that's why we're petitioning to get him removed from office though, to be fair, he's holding us back. <laughs> um, together bye. the rest of us can have a whip around of, and we'll get about 50 books that should cover it for a season <laughs> I think. So. bye i'll
2: go nick <laughs> but but i think that's that's the thing and, and, and nick and i nick and i look at it there's a big jump from where we are to where where you guys are at now there's a huge jump financially and that that financially covers everything from infrastructure player development feel all of it travel sure. i mean that's it's a big it's just a big jump and i look at i look below us to the number of youth clubs there are and we're in the we're outside of the chicago area but we're in the chicago area and we've talked to people and they say well our our youth club's not going to put a men's first team in a league because it's too much money yeah. so there's a giant gap from from us to you and below us there's a giant gap in the financials from where we operate to where the youth clubs do and they don't want to they don't want to make that jump and if we could I think if we could close the gap on the bottom end too, that would be another way to grow the game exponentially with the number of youth clubs. Um, but I, again, like you, us soccer people, we could talk all day about it, but I think, <laughs> I think it's all fascinating because it's so we're such at the beginning of all this, really the soccer in this country is just now starting the way I see it.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely. And, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, kind of get, getting back this, Whew, this is going to sound like I was I was for this. This kind of ties back the Twitter conversation. It t- ties back the youth club conversation. But, you know, one of the things that we have a cl- as a club the last four years, but but I know even before I got here, is, um, you know, we did not and still not do anything, commit to anything, make a new jump until that's already doing. We feel like we're in a good place. Um, that, that can kind of run without energy that we have to to give right so um you know i know the hip trendy thing right now and and this sounds bad because i'm a big fan of it but um the hip trendy thing now is um start women's teams right um we have obviously thought about that and and uh, from our club's point of view um we to make sure that what we've already committed to, so our first season, our reserve team, our, our youth players and their families, that we give them the respect and, and respect the time and money they're giving us um, to do that well before we jump into anything else. Um, and that's kind of how we've always operated is, is make sure um, that what you've already committed to do and, and what you're already doing um, is good before looking to elsewhere, looking outside. Um, and again, I, I do think that that's part of the reason that we've been able to be so so successful is um, we didn't try to search ourselves. We didn't try to, to dump before we should have. Um, you know, we we did really just build up to to make sure that that next step wasn't going to be a question mark. It was, okay, we're good to go. We we can do that now. Um, and again, I think <laughs> tying it back to Twitter, I think lots of people like to talk about stuff they're going to do and all these ideas are great. Um, you know, the enthusiasm and wanting to grow soccer and women's is great, but, but actually being able to do those things and, and for us doing them to the level we expect of ourselves um, is, is a whole different thing.
2: Yeah. Crawl before you can walk. Exactly. Totally. Yeah. And if you guys have been at it for 10 years, you know, you, you didn't just start three years ago. You know, you've been you've been building Definitely. and developing and we we started three years ago. Yeah. So we know we we kind of take it the same approach. Like, can we add we added a men's 23? We first year we had one team, then we added a men's 23s. But the plan was to launch a women's and a men's at the same time, and we decided let's run the men's this year and let's wait another year for the women's 23s. And, and let's just see. And we're still, we're still adapting. We may end up not having more teams. We might end up having more teams. We'll, we'll grow the same way as you just said. When the, when the infrastructure is there, the support's there um, through, from, from the community, because quite honestly, the community pays for everything we do in various ways. Yeah. When the community says we need more teams, we'll have more teams. Yeah. What, are your, what are your long-term goals? You're going into NISA. It's hard to think past the immediate future. <laughs> Is there, hey, does, or is it just about let's, let's big, get big and grow and sell players. And that's, that's the dream for us.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's a tricky question. <laughs> um, my immediate dream is to have a successful 2021 and, and get people to come to games and, and, and support. But you know, I, I, yeah, I mean, long, long, long term, there's, there's, there's a bunch, right? I would love to have a free academy. I'd love to sell players to support that free academy. I'd love to build our medium, right? There's, there's a ton of stuff that I'd love for the club to do. Um, but, you know, uh, if that can happen, great. If not, you know, we'll keep trying. Right? So, um this, you know, I'd love to be able to compete this year in, in NISA, which with the roster that, that we're starting to put together, I, I think we can. Uh, but but beyond that, it really is the like next step forward as much as we can, right, and continuing to grow. And that's, um, you know, uh, we, it's not that we're not satisfied ever, um, but we always want to do more for the people that are involved in the club, right? So it's not like a, Oh, we've done this. Now we want to move on. It's it's we want to build on what we've done, um, and and again give our players a bigger platform, give our staff a bigger platform, give our youth players the best experience, give our community something they can get behind in a new exciting way that they didn't the year year before. Um, so you know, there's there's lots of plans, goals, but but really it is just um, you know again it's gonna sound silly because we're now, but you know make sure the club is here in 2022. Um, and, and make sure that we give our players and staff ex- experience that, that that we can.
0: Evan, you, have you ever watched Brewster's Millions? It's one from. Oh Ireland. yeah. Okay, sweet. Oh yeah, sweet. I'm going to challenge you with that, right? Because those are all laudable, admirable long-term goals. But I'm going to give you a, you know, I don't know, 100 million that's got to be spent spent within a, within a calendar year. What are you going to do?
1: Sure.
0: Uh, who
2: can- He's getting a raise.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) no um i i think there's there's four four things Eh, i'll throw five in there um in no particular order just as as i think of them um you know one is the stadium bar something that we can we can call our home and be ours and again generation yeah yeah exactly um but number two it's kind of a case that is is either with that same construction or separately um, you know build something that is a community asset that's not our stadium whether it's a, a complex of fields that anyone can use anytime that can go play on when, whenever they want that that you know that the com- community can use day in day out that that will add to the the just over the game and and for soccer and and mm-hmm. and and something that people you know don't need to reserve to play, right? Yep. Um, that's two, three. Um, you know, I would one hundred percent make our academy free and 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 do something with that that, that <laughs> we can really treat the, the kids and their families. You know, a uh, world class ex- experience. Three, you know, we'd finish. I would use the word finish. Finish setting up and funding our um, nonprofit arm. Uh, um, you know, uh, building the Bobcats found found if if you will um is i i think that's kind of the next big step in and making sure that we all um putting our money where our mouth is (laughs) for lack of a term and and giving back to the community that supports us you know as as much as we can five uh pair players more um you know that's that's kind of five (laughs) um but you know, if, if I got that much, you know, I actually just played this game when uh, the Mega Millions, Powerball were at whatever they were—a billion dollars. Uh, we we just just played this game. But no, there's I mean, those are the, the five that 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 mm-hmm. come to mind first. I I, I could tell John
0: not wincing, but I'm gonna say wincing. When you mentioned your non-profit um foundation because i think he he'd, he'd like the last 40 minutes back and he'd want to ask you about that but um <laughs> we are running out of time john so i'm going to give you the last question um no i'm
2: you've you've taught me a lot actually because i'm always curious about the the next level you know and going to nisa and it's been it's been uh positive chat i i don't have any further questions i think you're uh, I think you're doing a great job. I think your your ownership group sounds wonderful and supportive, and and you yeah. have good organization and you understand the community. and Seems to me you're you, uh, as Nick may have said earlier, you're, you're kind of one of the uh, the beacons of hope for us smaller clubs that maybe in ten years time we are ready and it can be done. and And maybe by then you're uh, Nisa Division Two, and you've got a. Uh-huh. You know who knows what happens down the road, but I, and I appreciate the time and, and uh, what you shared with us today.
1: Yeah, no, this has been this has been awesome, and, and um, yeah, it's thank you for for that. By the way, you know it's it is you know uh, there's been a couple times in the last year or two when you know because it's all Zoom and on, online and stuff that you know I haven't gotten to meet a lot of people in person, and, and you know I'm 26 year old kid experience running a professional sports team more in my life and uh you know uh, kind of learning as we go and leaning on people that I ask students to and and bounce ideas off of um is huge and so yeah I mean thanks guys for for, for this has been awesome thanks for the kind words and um it, it is you know I'm still gonna get a million things wrong so uh, <laughs> don't take e- everything i said said to heart so <laughs> um but thanks thanks guys for having oh, on
0: thank you just before you go then evan how can people get hold of you and all the bobcats
1: where yeah. are, where are you? um so i don't care if people get a hold of me so i'm not going to plug that <laughs> but bob but Cats, yeah. <laughs> uh bobcats um twitter instagram facebook um, twitter instagram are at mdbots fc facebook um bobcats fc we have a YouTube channel that um, again, like people think that we have a graphics department. It's not, it's actually our coach that does all the editing and multimedia stuff. Love it, love it. Um, ben, um, shout out to Ben. He does fantastic work. Um, you know, we have a cool, some cool behind the scenes, you know, talking to players and you know them being soccer kind of stuff on, on there. But um, really if you interact with the club anywhere, actually talking to me though. So. All right, sweet all right everyone. it's been a pleasure having you on
0: thank you for your time um we will keep an eye out for the bobcats i'm sure going forward and we'd love to get you back at some maybe this time next year when we know when we know how nice to work out for you guys and you know what 2022 is looking like so. that'd be great all right gentlemen thank thanks you very Simon. much for your time thanks john
1: now we shall return we were so glad we could make it but so sad we gotta run well it might be a long Time till we raise another glass You can rest assured that next time We'll have ourselves a laugh Yeah, we'll have
2: ourselves
0: a laugh
1: yeah. we'll